0: Good morning and welcome to the story behind our success. I am Rebecca Roush, your host and head lizard at Neon Lizard Creative Marketing and Design, where we build foundational brands with social impact. Find us on the web at neonlizardcreative.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the secret behind our success. I am Rebecca Roush, your host, and today I am honored and humbled to introduce to you the infamous, Founder and CEO of Mainco corp a Burbank, California-based general construction company specializing in turnkey service, repair and remodeling of all sorts of different kinds of things. There's a very long list here. Serving California, Arizona, Nevada, and Texas. She founded the company 26 years ago with a vision to help clients maintain thriving businesses that help support communities. It's a small family-run company, and they've all grown together. So welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Honored to be here.
0: Well, that's great. I love that you are interested in supporting your communities. That's something that I push as a branding person, that um, as business owners, we are leaders. And as leaders, it is our responsibility to give back to our employees, our clients, and our communities, and make a difference in the world, and not just be there to make money. And I love that you seem to have that same mentality.
1: Yes, we do. We do that all the time um, throughout all the years that we've been in business. So um, I'm honored to do that and uh, enjoy to see the results.
0: That's great. You're a part of uh, several volunteer efforts, too, correct?
1: Um, well, yeah, I am. I am sitting on a couple of um, uh, nonprofit boards, boards of directors as well. Um, And I spend my time, you know, volunteering there um, and, um, you know, um, uh, philanthropy if I can, uh, if there's an opportunity. Uh, We do um, several, several um, um, nonprofit, uh, uh, I want to say, we're helping different organizations as well uh, to reopen their businesses. For instance, this last year in um, uh, during covid uh, there's a company down in Pasadena, and that actually have uh, different uh, branches out there in California called Ability First. I don't know if you've heard of them. No uh, company that it's it's a nonprofit organization that helps uh, uh, people with disabilities uh, to learn and get you know skills, life skills, and try to find their place in a marketplace and normal life. Um, so they. They were waiting for the uh the reopen, and of course they they had to they, they had to follow all the you know after COVID reopening rules. Uh so we built um all the partitions uh be for the tables, for the, the sneeze guard, for the uh for the social distancing between the kids so they can actually uh, reopen their facility. The first one they reopened was in Inglewood, California. Uh so we we did that. Um and that was the latest, uh, but other than that, um, throughout the year of COVID, we were out there um, helping other businesses as well. The, the sneeze guards, uh, installing signs, uh, doing the high touch cleaning uh, for uh, COVID. And you know, sometimes it's it's really extreme and sometimes it's, it's easier as we leaning out from, um, from the COVID era, but we never know. We always need to keep it safe. So we are on high alert and always standing by.
0: I love that. I also love the idea uh, that people in your position are not necessarily always considered essential workers or super important when it comes to these kinds of dramas that we're having in our, in our countries. However, in my opinion, you're a, you're saving lives. What you're doing is what is saving lives. It is what's preventing the spread of this. And I think that's amazing to know that you're a part of that you probably don't get the glory you should have and it's it's great that you have that heart to want to help other people that way I think that's fantastic
1: absolutely and it comes you know it, it goes around and sometimes <laughs> you see it but essential doesn't mean you have to be a doctor essential right. worker which which we deem to be luckily we were actually um uh, you know were the essential company that stayed open and our people were there in the community um servicing clients. So if there's a convenience store that got affected by COVID, you know, they called us to go and do the high touch cleaning, which is that means they could reopen and they could have um, uh, people in the community to go and and, and purchase their needs. Uh, otherwise the location, whatever location they had, uh, and it could be remote or central, be closed. So people didn't have uh, a chance to go. And for instance, convenience stores such as 7 Eleven, you know, at some point during COVID, they started doing deliveries. So if they closed and, and people rely on that location because there's a lot of 7 Eleven junkies out there, uh, they they relate to, the, to those, they rely on, the, on those locations. And if they closed, it's, it's it makes people sad. Not only the whole COVID thing was cl- sad, but not having your convenience and things that you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you get used to it, um, uh, open for your services. That said, so it makes this whole circle essential. True, you know, and
0: but you've already you naturally have that extreme value, the value of of extreme service, and it's so admirable that you're willing and available to your clients and and to your community even after hours. You have you have your own response team,
1: twenty four seven.
0: That's amazing. Not everybody can do a, do that because you're. What I was reading is that you make a point of following up on every project to ensure that everything is perfect.
1: True, yeah. And uh, for many many years, I've been I've been on every project. You know, opening it up and closing it up with the clients, making sure. And I was there with the guys, and you know, you get respect that way. It's not like I'm I'm going there and I'm you know swinging the hammer, but I'm there to. <laughs> to To motivate them and to push for closing and to make sure that we reopen the business on time for the clients. Um, and and I think throughout the year between my own employees and the clients seeing me there and again back to women in business, they gain that trust, and with trust comes respect. So mm-hmm. that they can trust and they can call you, they can ask you. You have the answers, you have the response to their issues. You gain that respect, and 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 this is that opens doors to you know to where we want to go with the business.
0: Well, you have a very special company motto as well. Would you share that with us?
1: Um, simple solution for difficult problems.
0: I think I think that's great, and it also kind of has an underlying message under there that you're you're going to find that the best way to do this that's going to make the most sense.
1: The logic. That's- that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, um, the, actually, it's simple. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, make, making things simple, it takes some brain damage. <laughs> uh, so when when customers call and say, I don't know what to call. I have this and this and this and that. I have five different things going on at the same time. You know, one call to Minko and we simplified We for, for the client. And we missed, okay, we can do this and then we can follow up with that. And sometimes five different things turn into, into three different things only and it makes it simple and makes it easier. And customer walks away saying, I don't have to worry about that. This is simple. This is this is something that, you know, just happening right. And this okay. is what we're specializing for all these years.
0: Right. And that but the reason you're so good at it is because you've been doing it all these years <laughs> and you you've solidified the processes and you know how to be innovative and find those answers. And that's something that I think everybody needs to always remember that there's leaders like you that we can look up to and go, okay, they did it. They figured out a way to do this. We can do it too. But I, am going to, I'm going to digress a second. I want to come back to uh, your, your personal life, if that's okay. Okay. I am absolutely confused. How did you go from being a concert (laughs) pianist living in Israel, doing a little property management in California, end up, in the construction, as who you are now and where you've come from,
1: it's uh, evolved organically. Um, when when we moved to uh, to United States from Israel uh, right after the Persian Gulf War uh, back in 1991, um, in Israel I was playing piano, uh, performing. Then I had my own school, um, and it was it was great. It was it was satisfying. Um, but when we moved, I decided to make a change. And I really didn't know what I'm going to do in the United States, but I pretty much made a decision what I'm not going to do in the United States. And that was um, having piano as my trade and profession. So I was open to something different and something new. Um, um, It didn't mean that I stopped playing. I have uh, Mm a piano at home and it's always there. And and it's a great uh, escape for me when I'm Mm -hmm. stressed or waiting or just, just have extra time to do that. Um, so I got into a property management by uh, by accident, uh, in you know, walking into an, an office uh, in a building that we rented an apartment, and noticing that the, the uh, assistant manager wasn't there, and I kind of inquired where she was, and the manager said, Well, she's no longer with us, and we're waiting for an assistant manager, we're looking for an assistant manager to hire. And me being, you know, the Israeli with the chutzpah. <laughs> uh, but, well you know i speak russian i speak hebrew i speak english and i'm nice and i don't i didn't even know the resume uh award resume that it, or something <laughs> that had existed i just told her who i was and and uh <laughs> you know so the 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 owner of the company kind of looked at it and thought about it and he goes oh i don't see any reason to hire you so um, this is how I got into property management. That's crazy. Uh, working in the, in the in the building that we used to work uh, live in, and then from there I I I did well. You know, I did whatever I needed to do. I rented apartments. I was smiling. I I I I I jumped into things that you know I saw a need. Uh, so you know you you initiate, and it's some and a lot of times it works for you. Initiation. I I motivate my employees always to go ahead and initiate, give me an idea. So, because I know it worked for me. And from that point, you know, my husband, you know, my late husband, he passed away 10 years ago. Um, my husband uh, always was an entrepreneur. He never worked for anybody. He couldn't work for anybody. He didn't like to work for anybody. He was like, he was the the manager. If you open up a dictionary, uh, his name would be, you know, under what He's is posted. the manager? He works for Poster child. people, right. So, so, but he was home because there was no opportunities, and we really didn't have any money to invest in anything. So, um, s- someone throw some things one night and and I came to my boss and I said, "Hey, there's an opportunity for my husband to get a carpet shampoo machine, and uh, if you have vacant apartments, can he do the sh- the carpet shampoo in those apartments? So that will keep him busy and <laughs> and a couple of dollars and And he said, yeah, we're actually inquiring now a new building in Downey, and they had 42 vacant apartments that needed wow. to get ready. Uh, so if you get that machine, you know it's yours. It's his, because I was working in the office. So we had to, of course, we didn't have the money. It was two thousand dollars, so we borrowed the money <laughs> uh, from we, somebody uh, co-signed for us. Just twenty twenty-four percent interest on oh. an equipment. <laughs> You know, now it's bizarre, but back in 1992, that's, that's what insane. was going for. So we took we took a risk. He took a risk, and he got the he, we got the machine, and he started doing the carpets. Hated it every second of it. <laughs> Hated it. So he found a couple that lived in our building, and and he said, "If you're interested, you do the carpet shampoo, you know, and we split. You keep the seventy percent, and I keep the 30. And this is how the business, how Mainco started. You just started so gathering people
0: it, that did what you need cleaning, them to do:
1: cleaning, cleaning the carpets. Yeah, but and then they said, "Well, if you're cleaning the carpets, would you like to paint the apartment? If you paint the apartment, can you repair the, you know, the little leaks and stuff like that?" So he started um, uh, hiring handyman's and and other people that can paint and painter and stuff like that. And this is how the company began um in 1992 so it's uh, 1990 end of 91 so it's almost 30 years that uh, we we were in business incorporated 94 um and then um you know then it became a real business we went into um outside and we went into bigger repairs and bigger remodels and bigger whatever construction projects and um, and I was still in property management and he was running the the little maintenance company, construction company. And, and this is where it started.
0: That's amazing. Ta-da. And also, also the fact that you got your WeBank, your women owned business certification in yes. 2003. I pretty much just started. <laughs> How did you know to jump on that bandwagon? I'm just I'm waiting on mine. It'll be here. Probably in the next week or two. (laughs) I'm I'm very excited about that, but I'm like, wow, she did that in 2003. I think,
1: I think, you know, when you see opportunities you jump into and, and run with that. And uh, it's all about talking to people and hearing what they have to say, reading some articles, seeing some, I mean, it's, I don't even remember how I got on top of it, but I probably, read it somewhere in the article and it got my attention and I got curious and I checked into it and, and I said, okay, um, this is us. This is me. So why not to have? Um, it's a great thing. And there's a lot of good stuff going on um, at the wee band and, you know, so we did it. It took a while. Uh, that's great. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm very excited about ours. I'm hoping it makes a big difference in in our trajectory as well. Yeah. Um, now you pretty much work with small retailers to large corporations, right? You're you're not yeah. exactly building houses. You're we're coming in and doing no. the electrical and mechanical and plumbing, roofing, ADA compliance, all that stuff Always for that. these guys, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: But we don't we don't do residential, so we went away from apartment buildings and and houses. We do commercial mm-hmm. offices. In um, convenience store chains, restaurant chains, supermarkets, and and other larger corporations. Okay. So, that but is- we do everything. You know, we do we we do the plumbing, the electrical, the roofing, the uh, the painting, the graffiti, the the ADA, all of that. But all of that is, uh for commercial uh, businesses and retail. Because that's a little harder to
0: get into. It's one thing to be working in a man's world but to get into the corporate side of the man's world is even harder. Um, I mean, You said that, you know, you built relationships and similar roles in industries that, you know, it's a male driven industry and you used your experience and knowledge to get to know people and educate yourself. Right. What other advice would you give to a woman going into a male dominated industry?
1: Um. Expect what, um, ex- expect, um, and don't be afraid from rejections, uh, because those uh, do come once in a while, and um, it, it just keep trying. I've I've had many many instances that I've been rejected, and nothing, nothing I said, and nothing I did, and nothing, neither way I went, went around, it really helped me to open the door. Um, but uh, persistence and um, <laughs> keep trying. So you you know the rejection is going to come, but you know try to a different angle and and, and still if it's worth it, uh, go back and and present yourself yourself again to that client. And, now uh, your
0: your personal mantra is something along the lines of "perfect planning prevents poor performance." Is that still your mantra?
1: Yeah, it's a mantra. It's 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 always have and always will be, um, and it works. Um, I may steal that, just so you know. It always, it always <laughs> works. It's if you really, if you don't plan it, then you lost. Right. I mean, uh, sometimes I, you know, I wake up in the morning and 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 it's like, okay, what do I have to do today? Well, usually I do the night before, but then sometimes it gets confused. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't start my day until I have uh, um, a solid plan, even in my head, of how to manage my time to get to everything I need to do. I think um, it's brilliant. And and that's personal. And then when it goes to businesses, when it goes to business, when we have a project, we have to get a plan. If there is no solid plan and people don't know what to do, they don't have the the correct work order, so they don't have the the correct materials, if the materials don't come on time, it's like a domino effect. Everything falls apart. So perfect planning will always prevent poor performance. And actually going to do the opposite. It will... Mm -hmm. It will guarantee um, a great performance. So that works. And I preach that to everyone um, I get to know.
0: (laughs) That's funny. You use a lot of the same terms I do because I say that I am the, uh, I'm a evangelist for foundational branding to make sure you build it right, plan it right first before you even do the logo to make sure that you have something worth putting out in the market. Too many people start off with, you know, crappy stuff and, put it out there and don't understand why they're not getting business. It's because they didn't plan it. I think that is the best. I swear I'm going to steal it. It's just so well thought out and how you said it. I think it's right. very because ingenious.
1: There's no second chance for a first impression, right?
0: That's right. I mean, and you're a big follower of Simon Sinek and Jordan Peterson. Those are two of my influencer favorites, you
1: know, That's my awesome. little man
0: crushes. So <laughs> what, what what draws you to them, right. that intellectual...
1: Intellectual, the way they think, um, um, a, a lot of logic in their thought process, and uh, I, I admire the way they speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't. I mean, I I, I always want to be the public speaker and 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 see myself doing the TED talk, and uh, I, I admire people that can that can just start. A, a, start that one thought and, and morph into something else and go on for 20 minutes, you know, just logically explaining it to the, the, the grand finale. Uh, so those, you know, Simon Sinek and, and Georgia and Peterson is just the same way. I actually went to see Sinek uh, right before COVID in really? person, downtown LA.
0: Oh my God. that
1: was quite amazing.
0: I bet yeah. so.
1: I've got a book
0: that's getting ready to come out and I'm quoting Simon in that and Jordan
1: both because oh, really? I just
0: love them. Yeah, I just you know, love Jordan it.
1: Jordan has a new book just came out not long ago.
0: I believe I've purchased that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I pretty much purchase every book that comes out. I'm kind of a, a nerd that way. I get them all on Audible and listen to them while well, I know my Audible's are mom.
1: great. I don't think they have the second book on Audible's yet. Oh, really? The first I one I bought I, it. I
0: I don't physically read much. I just always do audible. That's awesome. Well, I'm loving this. Do you feel like you have explained? I mean, you do so many different types of buildings. So, do you work directly with architects? Are you providing the architects?
1: It depends on the project itself. Um, sometimes I uh, many most of the time we partner up with an architect group. Okay. Uh, to work on a bigger project. Yes, we don't yet have an architect in-house, but we're mm-hmm. planning on it, uh, either hiring or actually uh, acquiring um, a small architectural group that could join. Oh, I've got one
0: for you. You probably know him, though. LSW? Engineering?
1: LSW. I've, I've heard of the name.
0: Yes, they're a client of ours in Arizona. We're in the process of rebranding them. And he does a lot, what he calls the ugly side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> which i love but i mean he might be somebody i'll connect you up with because that might be somebody you could work with he'd be a good resource be great guy. super guy super duper guy i i've known him for a very very long time i had not see did not see him for almost 20 some odd years oh wow and he remembered the name of my company 20 years later <laughs> And looked me up yeah, when he needed a, a great, rebrand. It's
1: a great name. <laughs> a Everybody great loves
0: name. a cute reptile. You never know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> cute. Okay.
0: Well, one of the things I like to do is I call it the ocean personality quiz. And, well, it's not I call it. Jordan Peterson does it. You've probably seen it, but it is the personality quiz. It's just six little questions. You answer low, medium, or high. Well, the reason I do this is that when people want to work with you, it helps to walk into a situation, knowing the personality traits of the person you're talking to so that you can meet them where they are. So that is why I do this. So you would answer low, medium or high, high meaning. Yep. That's me. All me low meaning. Nope. Not at all. Not that's not me. Okay? Okay. Openness. If you're high in openness, you love trying new things and having new experiences, low, medium or high. Hi. Hi. Oh, I love it. You, yeah, you've got to if you're an entrepreneur. Conscientiousness. What is your level when you approach organization and details? If you're high in conscientiousness, you are very organized and very detailed. Hi. I would expect that. <laughs> Extroversion. If you are an extrovert, you can you love to thrive. You thrive around people and you just can't get enough.
1: Extrovert. Hi.
0: Really? You're everything. Agreeableness. I can tell you already, you're high on that. If you rate high in agreeableness, you are likely a friendly and compassionate people pleaser.
1: Somewhere between medium and high. Really? Yes, because
0: you've got your level right. I
1: don't agree to everything.
0: Good.
1: I, I I, I am a people pleaser, but um, you know certain things you can't just agree to everything.
0: Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unintended <laughs> neuroticism neurotic isn't a bad thing it just means you worry and have anxiety and maybe you let yourself get a little too stressed
1: hi, hi. Um, i think that hopelessness and anxiety um it's 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 if you if you look at it as nervous and anxiety it's great but if you look at it as as um excitement i look at it as excitement and if it's, if you're excited that's good and and that means you really care. Right, because so passion, if you, if you passion enjoy, drives. That's an excitement, yes. So of course you're going to be nervous when you go to interview. You're always going to be nervous if you if you present something. It's because you care. If you're not, then it, it it lacks the the energy.
0: Okay, so the next question would be: If you were to advise someone who is coming up the ladder, maybe it's a woman, maybe it's a guy, and they let's say they've had some level of success. But they're ready. they they just need some advice on how to keep moving forward. how what would you say?
1: Hard work. Um, be there. show up. show up and 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 make your make make your work count. Make sure that you do work one hundred percent and ask tons of questions, no matter what kind of questions those are. Ask questions, ask for for uh being uh, being trained ask for being uh, mentored uh always be curious and um, initiate I love that I love
0: I love the humility of that the what you what you said because there is so much of a don't come in with your ego first you know that, <laughs> in order to go forward I think that's that's great um and then the last question I was going to do is a quirky question a little silly thing do you feel like we've told everybody what you do well enough? just in case you have anything else you want to say. Okay. I Um, just want to make sure that you feel well represented.
1: (laughs) Very well. Thank you.
0: Okay. That's awesome. Okay. So my quirky question and I have to think of it because I didn't put it on here. Um, If you were to be stuck on a desert Island, what is the one thing you would (laughs) want to have with you? That's not electronic.
1: Is it, either my grandson or a really, really good book. <laughs> that sounds like a great answer. <laughs> no volleyballs, huh? <laughs> no. Yeah.
0: My son just watched that uh, Castaway the other day. That's what uh, made me uh, think of that. He was telling me about it. He said, Wilson. I love that Wilson. <laughs>
1: Wilson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I, this has been so great. I, I just love your percent personality. I love your heart. I think it's it's beautiful, and I don't think there's many people of your stature that have that's what's the word I'm looking for. It's a the solid cornerstone that you stand on that represents who you are. I think is rare, and I okay. love that. I think that's fantastic. So thank you so much for being on the show, and you and I will talk in just a second. I just want to say bye to everybody else, and thanks for listening to the the story behind our success.
1: Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, everyone.
0: Thank you so much for being a part of the story behind our success. If you are a successful six-figure entrepreneur or an inspirational speaker who would like to be on this program, please visit neonlizardcreative.com slash podcast apply. If we're inspired by this interview, we would be honored if you would share it on social media and even rate it. Your thumbs up rating goes a long way to promote the show. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them. Let them know. Hashtag story behind our success. And don't forget, opt in on the website so you don't miss an episode. We have some fantastic guests on the docket. And if you want to know more, check out neonlizardcreative.com. See you next time.